1: Hello and welcome to Masoni and Marshall, the meaningful marketplace. We're here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We're glad you joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce,
0: and Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah, it's
1: so good to see you on the Zoom again, but we got to spend a really fun week together at the Fancy Food Show. And so our podcast this week is going to be our Fancy Food Show recap. We're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about all all the fun things we did, all the people we saw, all the things we ate, and
0: we're going to have fun doing it. It was so fun.
1: It was the best time. This was the first, well, I guess it wasn't really the first time that we have done something like this together, but it was where it was just me and you.
0: I know. Usually we have people chaperoning us, but we were kind of on our own.
1: (laughs) We were on our own. And for um, those of you who don't know about the Fancy Food Show, it was in Las Vegas this year, which it has never
0: been before. Well, it was there in like 1976. Oh, well, (laughs) that was before I was born. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Not before I was born, though.
1: Well, and Sarah, you are part of the board that puts on the Fancy Food Show. Can you explain to our listeners who maybe don't know what um, the Food Association is and what the Fancy Food Show is, just so they can kind of have an idea?
0: Yes. Yeah, so the Specialty Food Association um, is an association of specialty food makers And specialty foods are generally handcrafted or artisanal foods. Some of our makers started with the association many years ago and have grown into big companies. And so it's not as much artisanal but handcrafted but high quality foods. And generally you find them in a specialty food store or on the special aisles of the grocery store where you shop or in your neighborhood cheese shop. And the foods are delicious. And twice a year, the Specialty Food Association has a show called the Fancy Food Show. We did miss a couple of shows because of the quarantine and COVID and all that stuff. But we went ahead and decided to have a fancy food show in Vegas this year, which was a new venue, like Sarah said previously. And we were all super excited. I even got to help with the ribbon cutting and just had the best time ever in Las Vegas. It was so fun. It was so fun.
1: And I, um, wasn't planning on going, but then one of our past guests, uh, Tanya yes. from Queen of Hearts was going along with you and other people that were associated with the Food Innovation Center. And, um, you know, she had not done a trade show before or a food show before it was her first one. So, um, you know, next, the next food show, I'm going to be sort of a coach. So this was sort of a practice round for me to oh. um, to help Tanya with her first show and make sure she was ready and make sure it was a good experience for her. I so, think it was. I think it was too. So I got to go along and I got to hang with you. We were roomies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah let me crash in her hotel room on the pull-out sofa and, um, Yeah, We got to hang and do all kinds of fun stuff together.
0: Yeah. And Sarah is the planning planner. So she had great meals uh, (laughs) planned for us. So we went out to some delicious dinners, I might say. It was so good.
1: We did. Why don't we start there and tell people what we ate um, for our meals while we were there? Because I think that, um, you know, whenever I go, everybody vacations different. And some people like... Plan out every single moment, like you know, from we're gonna get up at eight and we're gonna do this and this and this. And because this was definitely a working trip, we, you, and I both were working all throughout the day. Um, You, you especially had to be there very early and and stay to help everybody through the end. Um, But how I like to do any trip, whether it's a business trip or a family trip, is that I really just pick one thing every day that I want to do. And I'll yeah, have a I'll have a smart. list, a list of other things like just in case maybe this will fit in, but I don't like to like schedule it all the way out because my whole life is like that. Like my life yeah. here, every hour. Yeah. Kick back. And I know yours is like that too, where it's like every hour in your calendar is filled with meeting yes. with someone or doing something. And so I don't like to if I'm going out of town or I'm doing something, even if it's work and business. I just like to schedule one thing that's fun every day. So so I talked to people that I knew and was like, what what do we have to do in Vegas? Because I haven't spent a lot of time in Vegas, but luckily I have buddies who have. Yeah. I got some recommendations and I wasn't sure if you wanted, we're going to be able to do any of them. Oh man, we went to this art installation. It was fantastic. It was so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And I do the same thing with my husband too, where I'm like, Hey, I want to do this thing. I'm going to buy a ticket for me. If you want to come, Rad. If not, I'm totally fine going on my own because I never want somebody to do something they don't really want to do. And so I kind of oh. did that same thing with you. And I wasn't sure if you were going to go or you if like, you would be into it. But you uh-huh. were like, "Yeah, I want to go." And you, and you did. did you even out. really know what it was we were going? Well, through?
0: I looked it up, and it looked like yeah. a cool artsy thing. And you know, I have a degree in art, so I was like, "Oh, I could use a little refresher on what's cool now." In fact many of our daughter's friends had been there and Amy actually was like, mom, I wanted to go there when I was in Vegas, but my friends that I was traveling with didn't want to go. I'm so jealous.
1: Oh man. I wish she was there with us. She would, She, should would have, had so she was
0: fun. there in spirit. Yeah.
1: Well, so, so that was one of the things that we did for one of our days is that uh, so what is Sarah it? and I, it's called Meow Wolf. Yeah. And and it is an art exhibit. There's yeah. one in Vegas and there's one in um in Albuquerque. No, Santa Fe. I don't know. There's two. Somewhere there's another way. Itself. Another one. Yeah. And so um the cool thing about this one and why it fits in with our food themed podcast is that when you go into this art exhibit you enter through what looks like a grocery store. So yeah, it's like a like, mini mart. Yeah, it's like a little mini mart with real products and not real products. And yeah, and if you as you look closer, you realize that things are getting kind of weird. Like once,
0: yeah, once you, you can go, open the refrigerator door and walk through a tunnel, or go behind the meat case <laughs> and end up in this weird science room
1: <laughs> yeah and it's cool because like you can touch everything and you yeah. can you can open every door and cabinet and sometimes like you'll open a cabinet and it'll lead to another realm or you'll yes. open a filing cabinet and there's a secret door yes. to another room that looks we like, climbed a up like a rock
0: wall and when <laughs> we got to the top we came out of like <laughs> this cabinet that looked like gym lockers
1: yeah, and it's super trippy. Like it's like alien, n- another world. strobe lights, yeah. and
0: cool light installations, and crazy. Like you feel like you're in the aurora borealis in this yeah. one area. It was really cool.
1: It was really cool, and I will say that Sarah was a trooper because she was down to do everything. You know, there then went uh, down the slide. Yeah, there are slides, twisty, turny slides for grownups, and um, and you know we crawled through a gnome house that led into a cavern where you had to rope climb up a rock wall and Sarah <laughs> Sarah was down to do it all so you were a great person to travel along with. I had a really fun time there. And was I was very fun. Definitely recommend that anybody, if
0: you're going to Vegas, do
1: this experience. You can be in there for hours.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, I if you like doing puzzles, I would recommend mm-hmm. doing the extra puzzle part of it yeah. Yeah. There's
1: a version you can do, um, where you're, you kind of have a guide and you're on a scavenger hunt and then that yeah. way you don't miss anything. Sarah and I didn't really have time to do that. We just sort of wandered at our own, um, pace, but that was also nice. You know, we had a little dance party. We, yes, we
0: did. <laughs> I made some <laughs> some music with these peppers. That was a really weird thing. Did yeah. you see that video I posted Sarah that I had made? I don't made? know if I saw that, but I remember pounding <laughs> on these like steel drum things in this one room. And that was really fun. I was like trying to play a song. Yeah. It was cool.
1: It was great. I had a great time. That was our, um, our like experience part of our trip. And then yeah. was at
0: this place called, was it Area 15 or Area yeah. 16?
1: It's called Area 15. So it's supposed yeah. to be like Area 51, but a Vegas version. So backwards. So, yeah. 15. So there's all kinds of weird stuff to check out and explore. So, um, highly recommend. Yeah definitely highly recommend doing that for everyone. And um, then we ate some really great food.
0: Oh gosh, we ate the best food ever. And the nice thing, actually, I'm sure if anyone could go to Vegas right now, if you like Vegas, it was was so clean and it wasn't crowded. It was like a dream come true trip to Vegas for me.
1: It really was. It wasn't crowded. It wasn't busy. Um, You know, I think people are just kind of getting back into traveling and being places, you know, at, I think they have maybe, changed even the mask rules since we were there because we were there everyone was masked you had to wear masks to th- into the casino sarah yeah. and i were masks for everything you know you yeah had to show my hands cards.
0: got raw from all of the sanitizer right? yeah yeah
1: i think they may have just list- lifted some of those restrictions though um Probably. but but you know they were everything felt really wonderful to be there um i i felt like we had a great time and all the um yeah. The food and restaurants are really good. So we went to, um, in the Cosmopolitan Hotel. Which is, which probably- is Sarah's
0: favorite yeah. hotel. it's
1: my favorite. It's going to stay glam. there next
0: time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think I would stay there too.
1: Yeah, I told Sarah I'm upgrading us next time
0: to Cosmopolitan because it's my fave. I mean, I was all about the Marriott to try and get my points but when I went to some of the other spots I was like, I should have stayed here. Yeah. So next time we'll <laughs> Next well, year, if we get to go, we'll pick a better spot.
1: And the reason I like the Cosmopolitan, I mean, this is how I found it first off, is that, um, you know, there is a, there are pieces of Portland within the Cosmopolitan. So Lardo That's has right. a spot in there. And Pock um, Pock did, but, you know, they have since closed during the pandemic. But there are other, what they tried to do in the Cosmo was take pieces of, like, some of the best restaurants from different cities and put them there. So there is... Um,
0: there was one spot that was really busy, but I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. there's Just as we walked in, it was almost like food carts, but in brick yeah. and mortar. And they were all kind of angular and juxtaposed to each other. Yeah. And so you kind of had to wind through and they had counter seating. So it felt like you could just stop and grab a bite.
1: Yeah. That's the idea. So there was like, and, and, um, then Lardo. And then we ended up eating at, um, Jose's china poblano which is jose andreas's restaurant Mm -hmm. he actually has two restaurants within that hotel um and we the one that we ate at is like um Chinese-Spanish fusion.
0: And, so good. Yeah,
1: I've eaten there every time that I've gone. And they do these really nice tasting menus, which I yes. always recommend a tasting menu when you're it was um, awesome. going to a new place because then you can taste everything that they have. It and was so if you good. can
0: sit at the bar so you can watch them cook. Yeah. And they were making those crazy taco things. I don't know the name they of They were
1: making, okay. So Sarah and I ordered the tasting menu and then we sat at the counter <laughs> and we were watching them cook and they were making birria. So they were putting yeah. all this beautiful, you know, birria is like one of my favorite dishes because there's so much time put into it where they are like cooking the meat. You know, it's a few day process. They're like yeah slow it, seasoning cooking. it, cooking it. Mm-hmm. They're making this beautiful bone broth. Um, yeah. And this one Fresh in tortillas. particular, yeah, they make the tortillas and you're watching them do all that in front of you. And I was like, Sarah, a tasting menu doesn't have that. But like, I feel like we have to experience this.
0: Yeah, we so got we, it. <laughs> we
1: ended up adding it on. And and this one was interesting because it was pork and goat, which I hadn't had that combination before. Yeah, we before. were
0: tasting and we're like, what yeah. is that? Yeah.
1: And we asked our waiter. No, well, it was, was, was so pork lovely. and lamb.
0: It wasn't goat. Was it goat? goat I thought it was goat. It goat. Yeah. Was mm-hmm. oh. yep. It was goat. Oh, yep. And so, I thought that so they were putting this big pile of white stuff on there. I'm like, is that cabbage? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I need new glasses. There's like, Sarah, like no, it's cheese. I'm like, that's cheese. And it's I was like, no you and all over the place. So it was um, like five ounces of cheese on each little taco thing. It was yeah. crazy cheese.
1: It was so good. And um, so we loved that experience. I would recommend that for anybody. Uh, you get yes. the tasting menu there. And if even if you want to just grab a little something, they have a little taco margarita window. If you just yes. are wandering around and get hungry at night, I would say hit that up for sure. And then the other place that we ate, we'll tell you about right after we take this break.
0: Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about what we had for dinner on Monday night. It was so good, too. It was so good. So we went fancy. Um, Yes. You know,
1: that's the other recommendation I have for people when they're traveling or, um, you know, doing a business trip is like pick one night to kind of treat yourself. So
0: we went to Morimoto. Oh, yes, we did at the MGM, right? And
1: that was at the MGM. I had never been in the MGM before. Uh, it's old usually, school, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of old school. It's where a lot of the big shows are, the Cirque du Soleil, and then like if there's going to be a big, um, you know, some kind of entertainment draw, it's all there. And then they have a lot of the celebrity chef restaurants. So, um, you know, they have Emerald and all, all kinds of things. But then Morimoto is in there, and Morimoto is a Japanese chef. He was famous on the Japanese Iron Chef and then he came over to the American Iron Chef show. And he had a Morimoto restaurant of course in Japan. Yeah. And then and then in New York, and the New York mm. one has since closed, and so the Vegas one is the one that you can go to and Oh, the New York one closed?
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. so I ate some things there I hadn't really eaten before and Sarah yeah. was like she was so excited that I was eating this stuff.
1: I was so excited because, um, you know, I feel like you show me things all the time and you are, you know, the woman with a million dollar palette. you have all this knowledge and experience, but I love to eat out places. <laughs> and I feel like I went to Morimoto once a year, every year that we went to New York while it was there. Cause I, yeah, eat every year. And I feel like it really taught me a lot about just, just eating in his restaurants taught me a lot about food and combining so much flavors.
0: experience.
1: Yeah. And so I was so happy to take you there and show you kind of what I have had over the years, because a lot of this, everything that we ate almost was
0: um, I had had before. And so you have that tuna tartare. Oh, yeah, because you knew how to eat it. They bring this tuna tartare that's carefully plated. And then there are these little tiny piles of sauces and you have this special little stainless steel spatula and you have to get a little bit of the tuna tartare and then dip it in all the sauces before you can take a bite. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really fun. And, um, they did a special on that particular dish on the food network. People have maybe seen it, but they used to do the sauces in these little plastic pipettes. And I like, I like, yeah, I like how they do it now. It's, um, it's, it's easier,
0: more (laughs) sustainable, no plastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we started off our meal by having, um, uni And I had yes. sparkling wine, and Sarah had a rice beer, which she had not had that. It's a very rare rice beer that our yeah, waitress was good. suggested. And so that was really fun. Uh, you know, I don't know if our, any of our listeners have had uni before, but it's one of those things either you love it or hate it. And I was really hoping that Sarah well, would love it. I was
0: excited about <laughs> it because actually I helped OPB on Super Abundant Connecting Them um, on their Search um, and special episode last year. So I was watching that over and over and over again. And I think that's really what gave me the courage to go ahead and try the uni. Yeah,
1: I was glad. It that was so did. good. It was
0: so good. And we it's had so good. It was like had... eating the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of nutty and salty and oceany and seaweedy and all the things all at once. It was pretty darn good. Yeah,
1: it was delicious. I would definitely recommend people go there. The um wait staff are really wonderful we had a waitress Katie who was super nice and Sarah Um, gave her some sauce I did
0: I I I was carrying Sarah's sauce around in my purse I'm like hey give this to the waitress yeah
1: for our business owner listeners out there I um have these special travel bottles that I bring with me they're two ounces so I can take them on the plane uh they're just a small little bottle um that I give to anybody that I feel like I have a connection with. So I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody. It's not about like getting a deal or, um, trying to have somebody buy my sauce, but if I just like connect with someone somewhere and I really want them, they help me. I really want them to experience what I do. So like our waitress was just super rad. Um, she did such a good job. She really wanted Sarah to try all of these different yeah, things. It was so once, good. once we told her why we were there. And so, um, she made our experience really good. So I, you know, gave her, I gave her some sauce and mm-hmm. I hope that she enjoys it. <laughs> And then the carpaccio, or was it carpaccio? Yeah, oh, it was carpaccio. That. Yeah, that was
0: super good.
1: So that was like a wagyu beef uh, car- carpaccio. So that is, um, you know, special Japanese um, beef. So and then they tender. Do it in, like yeah, soy. Um, yeah. And yuzu. It was just so so wonderful and fun. We had
0: the best I think, time. I think maybe their their ribs were probably like the culmination of all things good from Morimoto, like the flavor and texture and heat level and everything was just fantastic.
1: Yeah. They were these sticky pork, um, tamarind ribs. And and one thing that I always love to learn when I go to these places is I, if you ask the people who are, you know, the waitress or the waiter, um, what the process is to make these they they always know and they'll always tell you, tell but, you the story. Um, they'll tell you the story behind it but they don't just give that information like you have to ask them and so I feel like that's how I've learned a lot of different mm-hmm. cooking techniques you know that I end up using you know in my cooking demos and and to put together recipes is that I just kind of asked you know either the chefs if I'm at the chef counter or the wait staff um, how they do different things because It's a lot of time, but they do really cool stuff that a lot of you know. If you didn't go to culinary school or you haven't cooked for 30 years, you might not know how to do it or even how they come up with it. But so for those for those ribs, she told us that they braised them and then. Uh, I think she said for 10 to 12 hours and then they deep fry them and then they really, and quickly. Then they pa- really quickly and then they pan fry the sauce and then put them in there. So that's and how it gets all sticky and Oh friendly. my gosh.
0: Yeah. So good. That was a great way to end the meal.
1: Yeah. It was wonderful. I'm so glad that we had that experience. and that Me too. Um,
0: but I have to say one of the funnest things, which you were really kind of like you weren't sure about, we went to see your friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> I went
1: to visit a buddy at and, um what was that place called? The corner. No. Uh stage door. The and, stage door. Yeah. It's so a he, dive
0: bar. He works at a super we dive went, bar. We just went there for a little while and, and Sarah got to visit with her buddy and then we left. Yeah. It was yeah. It was so that was what I think about Vegas from like the 80s when I went there with my yeah. husband and his family one time. Yeah, it that's was a fun. little piece of Vegas still left there.
1: It's the side you don't see when you're on the strip, I would say.
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> but it was it fun. Was... We had a good time and I'm glad you that's were where I, That's all right That's the only place I
0: won money I won fifty three dollars there yep well i visited with my friend
1: sarah played one of those machines that was just at the bar counter because he was working behind the like, bar and i was chatting with him and she actually won money which is awesome <laughs> maybe
0: that's why it was one of my favorite parts probably where...
1: it was the adrenaline for you yeah <laughs> Well, let's tell, let's tell people about the food show. Um, yeah. Because so, that was our, all our fun we had uh, on our time off, but while we were working. Um, yeah.
0: So the show is Sunday, Monday, and then part of Tuesday. And this year, the show hours were Sunday from 10 to 5. Oh, sorry, 10 to 4, Monday, 10 to 4, and then Tuesday, 10 to 2. And we were in the area called Incubator Village. Mm-hmm. And that's an opportunity for incubators like the Food Innovation Center to bring the people that they're working with to this food show and get them set up as tier one members. And so that we can help guide them and help them learn about what it means to go to a trade show to sell their food products. And and it's awesome because we've launched some really good food companies from that event inside of the bigger trade show.
1: And it is a perfect way to kind of be introduced to what a trade show is like. And, mm-hmm. and for some businesses, it's going to be great for them. And for some businesses they they can be like, you know, this isn't for this me, isn't for me.
0: Well, but, what are they doing here? I don't know how to do this, but other people were so, I don't think we had anyone who didn't like it. Actually. I think everyone wants to go to the summer fancy food show.
1: Yeah, that's good. But it's a, it's a good way to do it it without taking a huge
0: risk financially. You know, when you're a small,
1: a small business, you have to make all your decisions, you know, um, are important and you have to put money where it's going to be returned quickly. And so, um, I think this is a great opportunity for new businesses and, Mm -hmm. um, and i am I I felt like everybody, I could only really share the experience of, um, you know, Tanya queen of hearts. So, um, it was very fun to be there with her and to connect her to people. Because the other thing about me going is that I knew a lot of people. So I knew a lot of the, um, the different buy food buyers, the different, um, grocery
0: buyers. You didn't, some of your grocery buyers. buyers recognize you. They're like, Sarah,
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. And I was in like all queen of hearts gear with a mask. I'm like, it's, I, I mean, I guess I have it. Well, you're kind of tall. Yeah. Some people could recognize me, but I didn't think anyone would, you know, like oh, with like totally a mask did. and an apron, I'm like, I'm, I'm in disguise, but I wasn't, no, everyone knew it was me. Sorry, so I, can't that hide. was really, really nice to be able to see people yeah. again, you know, I'm going
0: to just list off all the companies that were yeah. with us. Cause we were, we were pretty impressive. We took up a big space. So we yeah. had Waves Caribbean, mm-hmm. Ben's Sauce, Bobby's Boat Sauce thrilling foods, queen of heart, superfoods, retreat foods, pink wagon foods, bottle and press, which is straightaway cocktails, Saba sauce, best in barbecue, and Culsa salsa. And we also had, did we have, did I get everybody?
1: Community Copac. Oh yeah. Community
0: Copac Northwest. Hannah and Chris were with us. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. It was such a great group of people. And, um, I feel like all the products were really wonderful. There was some that I had never tried before. So I got to walk around and try all the ones in, in that section. And it was really great. And I'm I'm glad to hear that it was good for the people that you brought and that they want to go to the next show. That's always a good
0: sign. Yep. It was really good. Um, did I say thrilling? Oh yeah. Thrilling foods had a lot of people there. They have a, um, New kind of a vegetarian bacon that people really liked. And it that actually cooking that in our in our area brought people in because there was a strong aroma. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I think
1: I think cooking and giving samples um, you know, always is helpful. We've talked about that on the show before that yeah. always give away samples to people um with <sighs> kindness and, yes.
0: and let everybody sample. So Sarah and I have a big idea that we're yeah. working on. And I don't know if we should t- tell you what it is yet, but maybe we'll tell you once we figure it out more. Completely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, once we have a, a plan, but I, <laughs> I think that, I think that it's always fun to like walk a show and see things that work for other people and that other people are doing. And then, you know, you kind of, I think big draws for people are, um, you know, of course food that tastes good, but also knowledge. So if you can have someone like telling people about how to cook things or teaching people about how how to to use the
0: product. Yep. Yeah.
1: That, um, is actually one of the things that I'm going down in in two weeks, I'm going down to San Diego to the farmer's market conference. And I'm going to talk to people about the importance of being able uh, to tell people how to cook with your products, how to cook, um, with Items from the market and then um, easy ways for people to do that with scannable recipes and QR codes. So I just wanted to let people know that I feel that's something I'm super passionate about and I just made all these super cool. I know people can't see them, but I'll post something about it. But Sarah, I did these recipe cards that have recipes and then pictures for oh, people nice. to cook with our staff. And so um, so that's what I've been working on. And I just want to encourage other people. You really want to, customers and buyers really respond to tasting food, seeing food. So yeah. if you can't
0: cook it for them, at least have something visual they can see yeah. and picture themselves eating it. And aroma, I think is really, really critical, especially yeah. at the trade show. If you have something that's aromatic that you're selling, figure out a way to get that aroma to, to waft out of your booth. Yeah, it'll draw people in for sampling, draws people which is why works want. every time. Either that or put your iced beverage in a coffin that also works
1: <laughs> yes. yeah people love that there's a what's that death water or something yeah it's, it's called liquid death and it's oh, sparkling liquid water death. but it's like the perfect example of someone finding a their niche. brand and yeah. yeah and what they want to put out into the world and really going with it and and it did definitely draw people in okay so
0: I gave you my picks for the show and I can't even remember the names of them oh sure So we're, Sarah and I are
1: each going to give our top three picks and that's how we'll kind of wrap the show up today. Uh, So Sarah, I'll remind you of what you, yours were, and then we'll link everybody to these on our Instagram so that you can find them as
0: well. So I do remember one, it was Laura's granola. Yeah. Laura's granola was one. And these are our top.
1: Our top three picks of people that we didn't know. So that's important yes. for all the people that Sarah brought. We couldn't pick you guys. We,
0: <laughs> we couldn't pick oh, our I friends. <laughs> I kind of cheated because I had met Laura through some uh, committee I'm on, but I hadn't actually met her and I hadn't actually tried her granola. So. Oh, yeah.
1: So Laura's granola was one of, one of your tops.
0: And then there's a gluten-free cookie company that I had bought their Italian cookies down at Sprouts in Southern California. And I found their booth there and I ate their cookies every morning with a cup of decaf coffee and I was brilliantly happy. And then um, Sarah and I were walking around and the woman who started the company was in her booth. Fernanda. And Fernanda. And so we had a picture with her and we're going to try and have her on the show, actually.
1: Yeah. And her business is called Cookies Con Amore, So Amore. Amore, maybe. Yeah. Amore. And so for all our gluten-free buddies all of her stuff is gluten-free so yeah
0: and my third one was this sassy pickle guy from (laughs) brooklyn rick's rick's picks Rick's picks and he's a sassy fellow. I really enjoyed talking with him at his booth. And then I guess he came over to our booth area and was talking with you, Sarah. Is that right? He
1: was. Yeah. He came to chat with me and, um, it was when Tanya had stepped away for a minute and, uh, I had seen him at the pickle booth. So I, I said, Hey, we should talk pickles because <laughs> I'm into pickles. i pickles. Got a canning book and he was, so nice. and so fun. And he told Tanya when she came over, uh, you know, if there's ever a mistake to be made, I have made it. So ask yeah. me before you do anything, ask me if you have any questions. And I really loved that about him. Yeah. And he nice. yeah, he was so great in wanting to share information. And he was like, and I, I just want to share with you all the mistakes, which you don't hear people say that much. People try mistakes to be like, oh, yeah, I can... I can guide you or I can be, you know, I can show you all the great things, but I think mistakes are really important to um, yeah. to help people to hopefully not experience them. So that Rick was awesome. I'm glad that you picked him as one of your top three.
0: And what were your three?
1: So my top three, there's a company called um, Health Punks, and oh. they do these organic um sauces that are in tubes they're in like these metal tubes oh is
0: that the one i brought back for you
1: yeah they they gave me one when i chatted with them but i couldn't check it in my you know i wasn't checking it back and you were so it was too big for me to bring back but they do all these different ketchup mustard i got the burger sauce which did you try um, it I did try it. It was, I, I tried everything there at the show and that oh, okay. was my favorite. And when I told the guy it was my favorite, he gave me one, which was <laughs> Well, so so it sweet. looks like
0: every tube is like a piece of artwork. So yeah. it looks cool sitting on your table. Yeah, so
1: they get my best packaging award for sure. But also what they make is really good and good for you, which I like. And, and the what was it that called again? It's called Health Punks and I'll, Health. I'll tag them. They're a pretty big company, I believe. And they had some... Some designer design all of their artwork, and it's just like everything came together beautifully. Like I, I, I can't recommend it more to people. That's um, nice. And it's this new way of packaging sauces, which is in metal containers, which um, you know, tubes companies, metal tubes. Yeah, that yeah, I too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something I think we'll probably see a lot more of on the yeah. on the market.
0: Seems but, very European.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think because I buy uh, tomato lovely.
0: paste like that.
1: So I do too. Yeah, T- tomato paste and and anchovy fa- paste are the the things that I've seen that way. But now we're seeing a lot more stuff in it's in stores cool. coming
0: out that way. Okay, what was pick number two?
1: Pick number two was um they're called Elmhurst and they do um, oh pistachio milk. milk. Yeah, so I had never had pistachio milk pistachio and they milk had is
0: good. Yeah,
1: it's so good. They had pistachio milk to sample made us lattes. That was something that I noticed that a lot of the, um, plant-based milk people were doing is that they all had espresso machines. There was maybe three or four of them there and they would hand out a coffee with their milk, which was so nice because there wasn't any other coffee there, you know, later in the day they had some beginning. but, and so it was, um, that is a nice takeaway from them is that, that you good. be giving with your samples and have a way for people to have it that is going to benefit them because immediately Mm -hmm. I was Like, not only do I want this coffee, but I love your pistachio milk. So
0: (laughs) and Elmhurst is an interesting business. I think they took a multi-generational dairy processing facility and changed it into a plant-based milk processing facility in New York, somewhere.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard of them before, but I looked up when when I saw them there. I saw
0: them in the winter fancy food show in 2020. That's where I first tried them.
1: Cool. Yeah. So that was my number two. And then my third one is from a company that I hadn't heard of called Rhythm Superfoods. And they do all these different kinds of snacks that you can get. And my Uh, The only one I tried, I I don't want to say my favorite because I'm not sure how the other ones are, but the only one I tried was um, they had these mushroom crisps and they had a sea salt one and then they had a spicy one. And I tried both of them and, you know, I'm pretty picky about snacks. And you especially are when they're spicy, a lot of things to me taste really old or, um, you know, like the spices taste old to me or something. I, you know, I'm particular. And so I tasted both of those and I loved them and they said they use a special frying technique
0: oh Um, pressure maybe under pressure I
1: think so and so Mm. they were they were delicious and um I would recommend those I think that they're in um, a lot of specialty grocery stores and
0: lastly you brought a bag of corn chips back to our room and you had me taste them (laughs) and you secretly (laughs) were testing me
1: I was. So I had Sarah try these chips and I was like, okay, tell me what's in them. And she she listed off every ingredient and I wasn't sure. There was one thing that I was like, I don't think that she's going to know that this is in here, but she did. It that was the last thing I'm like, <laughs> and celery. Yep. And she's <laughs> right. She got it. She really is amazing. I have, I've seen her palette in action, but I tested it for myself. <laughs> Confirmed <laughs> my, in Vegas. My facts are now checked. Sarah, his palette is amazing. And we had a wonderful time in Vegas.
0: <laughs> Good time was had by all. I can't wait to go back next time.
1: For sure. So thanks everyone for joining us and listening. And I hope that people uh, experience the fancy food show and have as much fun as we did because it was so wonderful. Thanks for being my travel buddy, Sarah.
0: Thanks for joining me.
1: And we will be back next week, everybody. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. We'd like to thank our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be on the show, send us a DM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye for now.
0: Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned Oregon grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers, as well as farmers, fisher folk, and ranchers, by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com.